When it comes to your finances, go for the credit card that's always there for you. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, that means no more waiting for, quote, normal business hours just to get a hold of someone. We're talking real service from real people whenever you need it. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth. You're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Monday, October 30th, and we are here trying to help you make better financial decisions or maybe even come to a path forward out of a nasty situation. It could be good. It could be bad. You can have a lot of money. You can have a little money. Whatever your situation is, we would like to help. Mark and I are both certified financial planners. Oh boy, Mark, the clock is ticking on my continuing ed, which I am at zero and must get to um, through all of my continuing ed before the year end. And so maybe that'll be my Thanksgiving treat to myself. Do all of my continuing ed. Mm, I'll have to think about that. Not sure I want to spend Thanksgiving that way. Anyway, we're still in October. Tomorrow's Halloween. Have fun, all of you. And if you have a financial question, just go to jillonmoney.com, click the Contact Us button. Let us know if you'd be willing to come on the air live. We're running late, and I apologize for that. So um, let's get to our listeners, Ralph and Alice. Ralph is a bus driver in New York. Alice is a, all right, I'm just kidding. Ralph and Alice, not their real names, are on the line from New Jersey, and Ralph, you said you're supposed to be doing more of the talking, but I'm just going to say hi to Alice and say that, Alice, you can pop in when Ralph is not reflecting the situation as you know it, okay? You can call him out. Sure. All right. Ralph, what's going on? How are you? Good. We became old quicker than we were expecting, and <laughs> uh, we're getting close to retirement. I am 63, and she is 62. And um, we bought a, an annuity a few years ago, and Alice is tired of hearing me moan about it and uh -oh. trying to decide what to do. All right. So let's talk a little bit about what, what you guys are still working. How much do you each earn? I am actually not working. Oh, you're not working. Are you retired or are you choosing not to work? Medically retired. Oh, hmm, that stinks. Sorry about that. And Alice is still working. Alice, uh, how much money do you earn? I make $120,000 a year. Okay, that's great. Ralph, are you entitled to any pension? No, but currently getting Social Security. SSDI, right? Yes. Okay. And Alice, on your 120000 do you make a retirement plan contribution? I fully fund my um, 401k every year. Okay. And that's a traditional 401k, not a Roth, right? Right now, we are now funding the Roth 401k. Okay, great. So there's so, 401k funds in traditional and also Roth 401k. Okay. And Ralph, did you roll over your old um, retirement account when you became medically retired? Yes. And then that, unfortunately, all of that then went into this variable annuity. Oh, okay. And that was a year ago? No, that was in 2015. So we're beyond oh. the seven-year surrender time. <gasps> 
Oh, thank goodness. Okay. So the rollover and it's all traditional and it went into a VA, a variable annuity. How much is in that annuity contract right now? 360000 Okay. How much money does Alice have in her 401k and Roth 401k? 401k, 157. That's okay. pre-tax and 22 yep. in the Roth. And she also had a prior employer and we rolled that into one of these in the IRA, it's an annuity also. Oh, how much is in that one? 325. Wow, you guys did not mess around. You just went for it, right? Yes. Okay, that's all right. Don't regrets, worry. Regrets, regrets. No, we're not going to have regrets. We're just going to move forward. Do you also have Roth IRAs or just the Roth 401k that you mentioned? Each have a Roth as an annuity and both about 125,000. Oh my god with these annuities. Okay. The traditional rollover that you had, your 360, that surrender period is up. What about Alice's rollover? That's also done, right? No surrender? Yes. Okay. Now let's get to these Roths. This 125 each, are the surrender periods over for those? Yes. Oh, great. Okay. What else you got? She has a Roth that's 80,000. And where is that? That's at a brokerage, not in any... Not um, annuity. A few years ago, I tried to simplify because I mm-hmm. used to do things on my own with one person. So everything is with him. Just to review, a whole bunch of money in annuities. You guys are thinking of retiring soon-ish. Alice, when do you think you're going to call it quits? What's your goal? 65. Do you guys have money in the bank, just like boring safe money? Yes, about 200000 Oh, that's good. Do you have money that's uh, in addition to the, yeah, so let's do, so 200 grand is cash and then you have a brokerage account on top of that? Yes. How much is in the brokerage account? Approximately $2 million. Holy smokes. Where is that held? Same guy. All right. How much money do you guys need to live on so we can figure out like what, what to do next? 125,000. Okay, so ten grand a month—that's good. And you guys own? Um, do you, do you guys own a home? Condo, condo, no mortgage. No mortgage. How much is a condo worth? Four hundred thousand. Okay, and you like it? You want to stick around? Yes. Is there any other asset that's floating around that we should know about? No, but we have expenses we're thinking about. Uh, what, wait a minute. Before we get into the expenses, I thought we just did 125 grand a year, but that's just like your fun. You, what, did, what, what else are we spending money on? An RV, 200,000. What? You got to do something when you retire. Oh my God. <laughs> so that burns up my 200 grand in cash. And it may be a little bit less. You guys have uh, kids that we need to think about? Two launched, married fully employed on their own, Good. although we would like to um, help them buy their first house at maybe $100,000 each. Would you rather do that instead of buy your RV? No. Because those are their choices. That's where your two hundred grand would go to. Have you guys run your um, social security full retirement age numbers? Do you have those for me? It's 3200 at Ooh. age 65. At 65, I don't want to take... 67, I'm sorry, at 67. 3,200, that's what I needed. And then it's it's 4,000 at age 70. Of your, let's say, 10 grand a month that you need, 
right? You have 6,400 in social security that, and again, I know that we're, we're not there yet. We're not at 67 yet, but I'm just giving you the, we're just going to kind of play these numbers out. Right. And so we need to make sure that you have money, which is probably going to come from the brokerage account, which is nice because you have the brokerage account. That's great. Right. I mean, when you think about it, that's what it's there for. Mark always likes to say that, that, you know, it's not there to just pile up money, you know? So we need to be able to pull out, eh, cause we, you, you live in, I know you live in a high cost of living area and a high tax state, but, um, we need 4,000, 4,500 a month from the brokerage account, which is not a problem. You got 2 million bucks. It's great. So we would pull the money out of there your expenses are 125 grand a year. Of course, with Alice's income and Ralph, your SSDI, that you meet those needs. And then when Alice retires, then you have five years of pulling money out of somewhere. We're not sure where yet. Whatever, four grand, five, five grand a month, whatever it is. Because if we take it out of the retirement account, we have to pay tax on it. If we take it out of the brokerage account, we have to pay a capital gains on it. One way or the other, we need to access some money, right? You got plenty of money. It's good. So Ralph, listen, you're in good shape. Okay. I, I sense a little anxiety. Don't worry. You're in good shape. Alice, do you have any anxiety about money or not? No, I don't. You feel comfortable, right? You got, you got this, right? I feel like I'm happy with the way we live our lives and we have enough money for that. And that's, that's great. Yeah. You know what, Ralph, you have what we like to say in Yiddish is spilkus. Do you know what that word means? Antsy pants. Yes, it is exactly right. Ants in your pants. You got a little spilkus. You need to relax a bit. And probably because you have time to contemplate all the things you wish to do, that that's why you want to do it. I would not pull the trigger on that cash right now and sink it into an RV. Because like, are you really going to use it so much until she retires? Probably not. Also, we're going to soak up all this cash right this second. And then leave yourselves nothing. Like if one of the kids wants to buy a house and you really want to do it, which by the way, you probably can do it. You really can. I don't know if you want all that draining of liquidity within just a couple of years. I think you'll know a lot more. You'll have a lot more information by the time Alice retires in three years. We'll know more about the kids. And then maybe we can actually be more methodical about taking the money from the brokerage account realizing some gains, realizing some losses, and like every year start to free up a little bit of cash for these kids, right? If we're more intentional about it, then you probably can do everything. You really can. I just want to make sure that we're being clear about how you do it and when you do it. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Uh, Alice, have I lost Ralph? Is he about, is he just putting a bid in on the RV right now? My, my view is now is not the time. We won't have the time to use it and we'll have to pay storage on it. So it's not the time. Listen to Alice. She's always, she's always so clear eyed about it. You just go back to driving your bus, Ralph, which is the RV. Now we'll, you'll, you'll have time for that. Okay. Now let's take a deep breath. So we have a broker, right? We have this $2 million account. There is a broker, right? Yes. Is it an investment advisor or is it like a transaction person? He's supposed to be an investment advisor. When you say supposed to be, I just hear a little bit of like dripping with sarcasm. So tell me a little bit about the relationship with this person right now. He is not the one that sold us the annuities. Well, that's good. That's an uptick right there. Yes. Yeah. He, um, nice guy, but it seems like possibly because we're 
lower net worth than most of his clients. Mm. Every specific suggestion he's made has not done well, like buying bonds a couple of years ago. Mm. That's what, that's where the loss is. He felt that we should just hold on to the annuities and then annuitize them when we get to the right age band. Okay. But and not, I think the reason you, was... You, oh, wait sorry. a second. How do you pay him? A, a percentage? Yes. And it is a low percentage. Um, how much? I think it's really low because he not all the accounts, there's a percentage. So he gets a percentage of the annuities because mm-hmm. those got transferred. It's definitely less than one. I think less than it. I think that was part of the consolidating with him is he's only going to do it on certain accounts. So maybe one account has 1% or 0.75%. But when you look at the total assets, it's Mm -hmm. much lower. But I mean, do you want to stick with this guy or not? I'm trying to get that sense from you. Like, it sounds like he's sort of, he's sort of lost you guy. Well, I'll say Ralph, it sounds like you don't have confidence in him. So there's two questions. Do you want to stay with him? So yes or no? Yes. If I can feel good about his recommendations. Alice, what's your view on this? Do you, are who's managing the relationship with the investment advisor right now? Ralph manages it, but I am comfortable with this guy and he's somebody that I feel comfortable working with. And Ralph has a history of being with a manager for three, five years, becoming disillusioned with them and moving on to another manager. <laughs> Alice is like, shut up, Ralph. <laughs> I love this. He's only Thank- the second, though. He he is not the second. He is the fourth that I can think of. <laughs> okay, wait a second. Alice, I'm glad he feels that about investment managers, but not about spouses. So let's start with that. Let's be clear about that. I'm going to give you my unfiltered feedback about the situation right now. I don't know what this person is really doing for you. Um, I don't know if they are putting you into individual securities. Is it exchange traded funds? I mean, I'm not sure how, what their focus is. It may have been fine to have the original advice be like, hey, let's not blow out of the annuity until the surrender is up. But with the surrender fees gone, I would suggest that it is time to roll these into their respective correct accounts. So let me give you an example. For example, the old traditional rollover, the Ralph 360,000, that can now go into a Ralph IRA. Plain old IRA, no annuity, no fees, no nothing. Boom, done. Okay. Where we do that is a question, but I'm just saying that's the first piece of advice. The, the same goes with Alice's $325,000. Alice, where is your 401k held currently? Fidelity. Okay. So one thing, one really great way to skinny up your fees is to take Alice's old rollover IRA that's in an annuity and roll it into her 401k. Just have all the money together. It's probably, there are probably like four great index funds at Fidelity in her regular traditional IRA that's still at the company and pop it in there, add it to the 157,000 that's in there and you're done. So easy. And it's outside of the whole fee structure of this dude, which is great. Same goes with the Roth IRAs. So the one, the Roth IRA that was the Ralph Roth IRA that's in an annuity, 125000 that should just go into Ralph's plain old Roth, which you had said there was 80 grand in Roth and it was a brokerage account. That should go into, roll that into that account, wherever that Roth is held. You know, frankly, you could take 
Alice's $125,000 Roth and roll it into her 401k at work and just consolidate there. Like you can consolidate your life at work at least for a couple of years and just manage it yourself and see how it goes. Like it's not that hard to like say, oh, I'm just going to pick like five, four mutual funds that are index funds at Fidelity while Alice is still working. I think that's pretty easy to do. I would be hesitant to roll it into the current investment advisor accounts until you guys start to get a sense of what whether you're going to stay or not. At some point, you're going to have to make a decision. Who are we going to work with? If you're going to work with this guy, I think we have to give this person a lot more direction. Has this person done financial planning for you? Yes. And do you feel confident in those um, the output of that financial planning process? Yes. However, he, whenever the percentage of probability goes down, he convinces us to not give the kids as much money or modify our goals. Well, I mean, look, you know this, you know, like you kind of know that if you give the kids the hundred grand each and you like do this, that that puts you in a little bit of a tighter situation. But I mean, honestly, if in three years you're like, you know what, we don't have as much money. It's been a three, three and a half year bear market and we, and it's terrible. Alice can keep working. Like that can be your bailout, by the way. Alice can say, you know what? I really want to give this money to these kids or I really want this RV. I'm going to work for another year or two and that'll be that. And then you'll be fine. So I don't think that's actually a big problem. I really, and I am not the person who likes to fork money over to kids. I really, I, I find it to be that people do too much of it. It would be probably worth your while to think about whether or not you want to change the relationship or give this person more specific direction. We are going to spend this hundred grand each on the kids. And we're also going to be buying a RV for 200 grand in three years. We need you to work on the brokerage account to free up our $200,000 by the time Alice retires. Do that over the next three years and make sure that we try to stay, you know, we'll pay our capital gains that we're, that's due, no problem. But you have to know that that's what we want to do that. And we need to have that money set aside. Sometimes you ever notice, like sometimes you have a doctor and you like have to say to the doctor, like, uh, yeah, I'm not going to do that. So now what's the next step? And that's kind of what you have to say. Like, this is your money. You have every right to say that. And you, he'll say, well, you're crazy. You're going to be sapping your liquidity. And you'll say, you know what? We're not going to because what we decided to do is those illiquid variable annuities, we're rolling them into our retirement plans at Alice's work and my Roth brokerage account. So just be like, we're going to have liquidity. It comes in the form of these annuities and we're getting the hell out. And we never want to hear the word annuity again. And we never want to own these things. And we're getting out now. Boom. Done. I think what's becoming clear is that part of one of the reasons that I love to have people come on the program is that it helps you identify to yourselves what your priorities are. The priority is clearly Ralph is not going back to work. Alice continues to work. We want to give each of the kids a hundred grand and we are hoping to buy an RV in a few years. That's it. And let's clean up these annuities, get the heck out of Dodge and do not look back and don't say like, why did I do what I did? Who cares? You did what you did. Someone sold you a contract or two or whatever. And thank God it's not impacting your financial life to the extent that like nothing bad is going to happen to you. Okay. Thank goodness. So you're good. 
you're good. And um, do you guys have your um, estate documents done? Yes. Okay. Any other questions from, from you guys that we can help you with? Going back to those annuities, the reason that we're kind of, it's hard to let them go is that the numbers I gave you was the market value, but they have mm-hmm. this income value that yeah. had been going up and up and up. And um, that's where I guess. Get out. Get out. There is a fee every year. Unless this guy can show me that we should be annuitizing these contracts and like it actually makes a lot more sense and he'd better prove it to you. I'm out of this thing. Okay. Yeah. There, there's a, the hook is in 2030, it will double in value. Theoretically. It's not, that's not a, that's not a guarantee. I think that's in the contract. That was the hook. Well, if you, you know what? So I would actually pay somebody to look at these contracts and make that determination. I would pay someone on the side and say, I want to pay you by the hour for an analysis of these contracts. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm okay with that. Like I've been wrong before. But I really don't think, I I don't feel like we have a good sense that these contracts are worth keeping for the money. That's where I am. And maybe I'm wrong, but I I want a third party to determine that, not the guy who's getting the trail on it. That's excellent suggestion. Any advice as to where we would find an annuity person yeah. that understands so the fine print? So when we get off the air, Mark is going to send you the um, contact information for a fee-only financial planner that we know in New Jersey who will be able to help you out with that. Fantastic. All right. Good. All right. We're getting, we got to get you up. You know what? You're going to get in trouble if you stay on the line with us. So we're going to get go- get going now. Okay. Hey, look, gang, if you are contemplating changing direction with an advisor or you need some help understanding whether or not an annuity contract is worth keeping or not, or whether you should be buying an RV or plunking the money down to help your kids who you've already helped so much and yet you still want to do more, we're here to help you. Just go to JillOnMoney.com, click the Contact Us button. Let us know if you'd be willing to come on the air. I love having a couple. It's so great. While you're on the website, sign up for the free weekly newsletter. Every Friday it comes out. And Mark does such a good job with that. We've got another podcast. We've got a radio show. We've got a blog. We've got resources. All of that lives on the JillOnMoney.com website. And please, if you wouldn't mind, leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to this pod, which, by the way, is available on the Odyssey app. And I say that because Odyssey distributes us and they want me to say that. So check it out. Lift someone up, change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 